Oh, that is some beautiful music right there. Happy birthday to Aaron. Happy birthday, Aaron. Ow, Thank ow, you, boys. Ow. Oh, we're cutting that shit off right now. On to the Appreciate show. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. We got our host, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know about you guys, but that song still gets me hype every freaking time. Best, best intro to any show possible. Gets that me little ready. To- three second clip of Aaron and then that song right there. Can't be beat. Hey, Honestly, the, Car- the Carson Wentz thing. I mean, it's- <laughs> look no further than Monday Night Football. That's all I got to say. He hasn't been sucking penis though. pretty good. Yeah. I know. I, I know. think. I think this is going to be a weekly thing at, on the pod. The first thing we got to do is a Carson Wentz update for Aaron. Did Carson Wentz suck penis this week? <laughs> he he actually played pretty well. I'm not going to lie, but last couple weeks, iffy. Yeah. Overall, we'll see. First of all, thank you. Yeah, you listening with this sound going into your ear holes. We appreciate you clicking on this podcast. Yes, the this league podcast we have episode 28 coming at you it is the evening of october 13th 2021 you got the usual host this week maybe we can get this like a consecutive week because i feel like we've been pretty we've been pretty dismembered lately and it's made me kind of sad yeah right 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 but we got the usual host this week that means we're giving you the highest quality show we can i'm your boy chris mitchum owner of team fair life we got the owner of the mixing administration tim raider let's go let's do it and we got the owner of let russ cook aaron hutt in the building fellas what is up ready for the pod this week it's gonna be a fiery one we were we were talking offline about it man we're feeling good this is gonna be a good pod and we have a packed show for you as always week five review Coming at you, we have the power rankings as updated as always. We have an all-important trade ring. The trade ring today is maybe the most important of the year. I got a lot of thoughts about it. Aaron has a lot of thoughts about it. And Tim is going to probably sit there and absorb our thoughts and respond to any criticism we might give him. So look forward to that. And then, of course, we got the Wick. The Wick? John Wick. Shout out. We got the Week 6 Preview. Coming at you. I will say, I just got back from Chatham Tap. Shout out Zach, owner of Cooking Up More. Uh, We just got back from seeing a wonderful U.S. men's national team soccer 2-1 victory over Costa Rica. I might have had a beer or five. Um, And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling spicy. I'm ready to take on any takes that you guys might have. Bring it. Feeling good like you should. It's happening. It's happening. Before we get into the show, I want to remind... Members of this league, and I guess everybody who listens to this podcast, exciting development in this league. Um, We are currently developing a website. That's right, a website you can utilize to stay up to date with the latest waiver transactions, trades, 
up-to-the-minute score updates, manager profiles, everything you want to see, we are developing a website to give you that. And we plan to have that updated and ready to go by playoff season so you can keep track of the most important matchups of the year. And this is a reminder to the rest of the league to fill out that freaking survey monkey I sent you. It literally takes you like three minutes and it makes your manager profile all sexy for all these people that want to learn about you and make your squad their favorite squad. So again, we hope to have that up by playoff time. And if you are in the league, please fill out that survey monkey. It helps us greatly to make this website the best that we can. All right, before we get into the week five review, of course, it's required that we have the drink of the week. I'm going to throw it to Aaron first. Aaron, what are we sipping on week five review? The birthday drink. Let's go. All right. So listen, I was in Charleston last week, right? So I was there for a week, was there for a wedding, played golf five straight days. I had a beer in my hand 80% of the time. As it should be. Like I, like I was just looking down and at times I just had a beer in my hand. I didn't really know why. So here. So going hydration today and I'm going with some high quality H2O out of the Camelback. Come on. I got, I got to detox a little bit. <laughs> I we, need, that, we need a Bobby Boucher drop. Can we get a water boy drop? I thought that was, you, I thought that was the boo water? drop. I'm sorry. I thought I had a boo drop around here somewhere. You did, but that was the boom. That was drop. the boom drop. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. All right. Before I hey, melt we'll, into, uh, melt into embarrassment, Tim, you, you tell us what your drink is. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it going. This is two weeks in a row. We're sticking with the yingling flight. 2.6 grams of carbs, only 95 calories. The next generation of light beer. Delicious. All right. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yingling Flight. Um, as I mentioned before, just got back from Chatham Tap. Great time with the guys. Um, I'm currently drinking a White Claw natural lime to hydrate the system. A nice, light, sprite-tasting beverage. Should what flavor? Me- uh, natural lime, bro. It's the only way to go. That's the best flavor. White Claw, truly high noon. Lime's the way to go, dude. Yeah, that is your official recommendation. That. All right, boys. What do you say? What do you say? We talk some football. Let's do I'm it. I'm ready. Nice. Tim mentioned it earlier before this podcast started, but uh, I feel like this might be the highest scoring week that this league has ever seen like i feel like the average was over 140 points which is kind of bananas (laughs) like and and if you didn't average over 140 points like some of our colleagues did you might want to you might want to maybe re uh reconsider what your team is looking into so we will get into all of that and more in our first matchup we had chris and your boy team fair life taking on steven and Mount Passmore. Hey, you know how it is. You know what it is. That's that's Chris right there coming off a of hot weeks, looking to stay hot. And we're going to start week five review with a doozy, you know, a little vindication. Shout out Mount Passmore and Steven for that one. I mean, holy scoring. You got to start with that. Um, 194 for Steven and Mount Passmore just Jeez. blows up. And I mean, just 
my guy, you got to save some for the rest of us. You got a whole season. It's only week five, but props to you. I saw you, you know, we were talking about it going for the all-time scoring record falls 4.2 points short. Aaron maintains that crown. Um, and you, you know, you definitely, I mean, he had Justin Herbert, 51 points on the bench. Tom Brady got 48, like Gosh. 191. This, this was your week. You, Chris, you just got to tip your hat and watch greatness happen every once in a while. And this was one of those weeks. Um, and then, you know, I saw it. We all, we all saw it. We were all thinking it a little bit, you know, maybe you need to uh, keep the Jesus powers on the DL, huh? <laughs> you know, he saw you boastful and bragging and Jesus steps in and says, you know what, Chris, I'm going to knock you down a little step. Let's stay humble. Everybody got to stay humble. So, you know, you know how it goes. Everyone, nobody scores against Chris, but Steven uh, might have just like found the magic potion for that. So, you know, Chris, 165 points, very respectable. Josh Allen, the stallion, 42. Zeke's looking solid this year. Uh, Bobby Woods. Bobby, Can you give a Bobby, shout out to Bobby? Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. He, he showed up, you know. Um, and Antonio Brown off the COVID list. He's maybe Brady's favorite target out of all of the targets they have there. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but all of that said, you kind of get blown out in a high-scoring affair. The biggest news, obviously, on your team is Saquon's balloon ankle. Did you all see this? Did you guys see the picture? It wasn't It wasn't great. <laughs> if, if you have a queasy stomach, do not look it up. But if you're curious, do. That thing instantly quadrupled in size. I mean, it looked maybe like he more. had a softball like implanted into his lower leg. <laughs> it like, did not look good. But I mean, they said they said sprain. You know, we're not looking at a break. We're not looking at any uh, anything long term. Hopefully, you know, just out. I don't know. You got to be expecting at least three, four weeks on it, though. Um, Saquon can't seem to catch a break. Uh, Steven. James Robinson, 22, Nick Chubb, 24. These guys are two, second and third in the league in yards per rush right now. So, I mean, the, these are some solid running backs to stand behind. Mike Williams doing his thing as two touchdowns. Uh, sneaky pickup, Dalton Schultz off the waiver wire for you. Uh, good timing with Kittle going down. He's looking like he's going to be a solid tight end one the rest of the year. And you don't even, you didn't even have A.J. Brown back. Like, he was back, but like six points. You know, A.J. Brown didn't really do much. You got Fournette and 21, your defense in double digits. So, I mean, just a, a blowout monster win for Steven that not I, I didn't see coming. So, I'll leave it with that. Yeah, this was this was very easily a Steven performance to remind him, like, hey, I know we had a solid top four all year, but, like, hey, I'm still down here. And he did all of this with, reminder, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, IR, George Kittle, IR. He's still waiting on that Michael Thomas return. He could put up 191 points like this, and the people that put up the numbers that they did, you're not necessarily surprised at, right? So you, I feel like this is a very come-to-realization come to performance from Steven, maybe for the rest of the league, to say, you know, hey, like, don't forget about him. I feel like we've kind of been pushing him towards the end of the end of the power rankings. Real quick, on my, on my team, I, this might be the happiest I've ever been in a loss, I'll, I'll be honest with you, because I feel mm -hmm. like... The team, my team got their shit kicked out of them this week. Saquon maybe lasted 5% of plays. David Montgomery on the IR. Calvin really decided to sit out for who knows why. 
Zeke seemed to freaking break his back on the pylon at one point. It's, you know, I had a rough week when it comes to like staples of my lineup and I still put up 164 points. Um, and I feel like I couldn't say that last year. So, uh, props to Steven. Obviously he deserved to win this week. I ran into a freight train and it's always frustrating when you finish in the top half of the league of scoring and you still don't get the, you still don't get the win. But, uh, I, I feel like that might be last year catching up with me. Um, because obviously I played every team that decided to shit a brick last year. So, yeah, I got one more thing to add real quick and you, you kind of hit on it, but Steven, I'm just looking at his lineup. He has three IR players on his bench because we only have two IR spots. He's got five players on the IR right now. That is ridiculous. Yep. Injury bug, man. It hurts. I'm dealing with some of that on my own team as well. You got to love Bobby Woods with the 27 though, Chris. I mean, that's got to feel good for you. Put Tim in his place, uh, baby. And, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, if Barkley comes out and has even an average game and, you know, DJ Moore does what he had been all season. I mean, you're possibly looking at a win, you know? So I think you got to feel good. I agree with, uh, you know, despite all the injuries, the results that you had, I think the one question for you going forward is what's going on with Hawk. Um, that'll be something to monitor. He's really been struggling the last few weeks. And I mean, you paid a, you know, decent penny for him. So all of a sudden the defense started focusing on him and now he can't perform. Huh? <laughs> Fuck it. Not suck like it up. Professional athlete. Dang it. Suck it up, bro. All right. You get Pro- paid how much money? Right. I know to catch the ball. Shout out Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, uh, Steven prevails 191 to 164. Shout out to you. Highest scorer on the week. And you did it emphatically. Shouts out to you. We move on to the second matchup that we're reviewing. We had Tim in the Mixon administration at two and two, taking on Hayden at a surprise two and two, and Country Road take Mahomes. Yeah, that we did. And uh, Hayden, you, you went and took on the Qdoba division like a champ, uh, <laughs> but you came out. <laughs> Pretty battered, brother. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned into the Cadoba division. <laughs> yeah, when you enter the ring with the Cadoba division, man, oh, it's uh, it's tough sledding. So 173 to 108 in this one. Tim wins pretty convincingly. Puts up huge numbers that somehow is only the third highest point total this week. Yeah, right. Uh, like I said, it was which crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah, which is really nuts. I think we had four teams at – at least 170 or more five teams with at least 164 or more. So uh, when half the league is scoring, you know, those point totals, that says something. Um, I think real real quick, real quick, not, not to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but do you think that is like a, a picture of how maybe the league is starting to separate a little bit? Like the, the good teams Uh, are starting to become really good and maybe those Bad teams are not. Maybe that's too early to say that, but that's maybe like an observation that I had. It's it's definitely close to that, I'd say. Yeah, I would say the same. Yeah, just a thought, yeah. just a thought. So looking at this matchup specifically, the first uh, glaring point I have, and, you know, we kind of talked to Hayden about it as it was occurring, but Chris Carson being hurt, automatic zero to start off. That's that equals pain, <laughs> uh, especially a running back slot. That's just taken up with a zero, man. Um, 
I don't know, you know, what happened there with news or, or what, or what was going on. I know it was kind of last minute, whether he was going to play, whether he wasn't. Uh, so not like it was intentional on Hayden's part, but that certainly hurt him and uh, not good. Um, man, Jamar Chase, please save some points for other <laughs> Bengals players. Uh, this dude is looking like the real deal. And, you know, in the preseason, I mean, it was looking bleak, right? He had a lot of drops, but it just looks like that might have been rust from not playing for a year. So, uh, and as I've said before, right, stud receivers, in my opinion, can really help carry a roster championship. So if Jamar Chase continues to be a top 10 wide receiver, I mean, good luck facing Tim, especially with uh, the trade that he uh, did, which no spoilers, we're going to talk about that later. Um, Hayden, you know, the story I think is, is simple outside of just the blunder he had with Chris Carson, you need a tight end and you needed it yesterday, man. I really don't understand, uh, why I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be making a move, uh, or trying to get a future piece, like solidifying that position in some way, shape or form. And when you continuously get less than 10 points from that position, uh, it just puts you at a disadvantage. Um, for me, I, I take one on the chin. I was an Allen Robinson truther all throughout the offseason. I thought that he would be a stud, uh, but he's the biggest dud in fantasy this year, point blank. Amen. Um, he needs to be on the bench going forward, mm -hmm. especially since Chicago's passing offense. I don't know what's going on there. Um, so I take that one. That's uh, something I just got to eat, but uh, yeah, Hayden, put him on your bench. Not enough firepower, to be honest with you. I mean, kind of knew it going in, but it really just solidified it. Tim separated himself, uh, and that was that. Allen Robinson, the lowest end wide receiver five you can get. No, you cover, you covered that. You covered that matchup perfectly. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, I just got to say one thing is, you know, on the Chris Carson, at least it, it didn't matter, right? Like, it would have sucked had he had a guy on the bench and, oh, man, if I actually would have played him, and I could have won. But, no, he, it wouldn't have mattered. I blew him out. But also, shout out, Hayden got married. He's on his honeymoon right now. That was fun. That happened this last weekend. Oh, yeah. Let, let's, let's take a minute to say some good things about his team. Maybe that'll make him feel better. Uh, Chase Claypool, he's young and cool, and he performed well this week. Um, Cooper cup of coffee. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing his thing. Um, Deontay Johnson. We'll get into that trade later, but like he did all right. Um, Patrick Mahomes. He's still the number one quarterback somehow. Um, Hey, listen, you're two and three. That's, that's not bad. Not out of it yet. Right. Right. No. no. All right. That was the honeymoon Hayden talk. All right. <laughs> We're done with that. So <laughs> honeymoon phase is over. <laughs> right. Anything else to add on that topic? All right. Well, we will again, congrats to Tim, 173 points. How can that possibly get better? Well, he says, uh, hold your beer and watch this. And we'll get into that later. So uh, again, Tim defeats Hayden 173 to 108. And we go into our next matchup. We had Aaron and let Russ cook taking on Don. And Team Don Perignon. Hey, coming into this week, Don, surprising two and two. Aaron was three and one, looking hot, trying to stay hot. And this matchup was 
is a ho-hum matchup. It was what we all expected. Don had some promising showings. He's got a couple of young guys, Jonathan Taylor, Hollywood Brown, both, you know, went out with, you know, 30 plus points. But other than that, nobody showed up to play on his side. Um, so kind of disappointing game for Don, even though 123 for him probably isn't that bad. That's probably above average for the year. You, so. you can you can expect to be competitive with that score. But yeah, it's again, with this ridiculous scoring week that we had. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll get, I'll get, let's, let's just put it out there. Aaron put up 185.78. He was going toe to toe, toe to toe with Steven for the most points scored this week and falls a little short. Um, But that's 185 to 123. Um, Don loses Juju for the year. Not that that really matters. He hasn't really been relevant. Um, And is OBJ officially toast? Uh, is, he, is he done? He's he not done in this league. He's not OBJ anymore. Or does he just need to like demand a trade? And Don's got to pray that happens, and he gets to a different team. Because I mean, it's just not happening. You can't. It's you can't happening. drop OBJ. You can't drop. You him. can't. You can't no. drop him, but you can't really play him. I mean, Baker and him, there's not on the same page. It's, and- it's kind of okay. Rest of the season. If this is redraft, would you rather have Odo Beckham Jr. or Allen Robinson? So gross. <laughs> I would I would pick up Chris Moore, the Texans wide receiver. I would pick off up of Jacoby Myers. <laughs> yeah. So I that's mean, that's a gross that's, question. I mean, that's where we are, though. It's yeah. it's it's a gross gross uh, proposition there. So you know, you don't really know what you got in OBJ <clears throat> going forward. This is dynasty, um, and then McLaurin does Don no favors. He's playing hot and cold. You know, he's going for thirty. He's going for six. He's going for twenty-seven. He's going for ten. He's going for eight. I mean, he's just wide receiver 12 on the year, but it's hot and cold. You know, he's not, he's going to win you a week, but then he can definitely lose you a week. So on Aaron's side of things, uh, we've got some quarterback issues to fight through here. Um, Russ is going to be cooking from the sidelines for three to six weeks. I'm getting into that later, man. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a big talking point. Yeah, so you know, looking forward, to, uh, looking out there, Russ is down. Trevor Lawrence time. Who knows what kind of quarterbacks we're going to get? But you know, we're we're going to look here at thirty-one from Eckler, twenty-two from Najee, thirty-seven from Devontae, fifteen from Tyreek Hill, twenty-seven from Kyle Pitts. Shout out his first NFL touchdown. Kareem Hunt, twenty-six. Uh, the D Williams of Chicago's team, sixteen. <laughs> Uh, just a solid, solid output, you know. That's with Russ going down in the middle of the game. Your defense with zero. So your guys showed out and showed up. Um, looking at the bench, you know, T. Higgins is coming back from the injury. He's looking all right. And then Amon Ross St. Brown getting some targets in Detroit. So you got him to maybe keep an eye on for the rest of the season going forward. But aside from that, uh, not much else to add. That's, again, 185 to 123, Aaron. Yeah, uh, I am really happy with the performance of my team. Uh, it does suck having Russell go down. I feel like with kind of the the mold of how I've developed my roster, I need a guy that can go in at quarterback and get me 20 to 25 pretty consistently. Now I feel like that's definitely not there. Uh, I feel like Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he could do that, but he's also a rookie, right, and he plays for the Jaguars, which their offense is – Definitely not as, um, I would say, just consistent, you know. Uh, So that's unfortunate. And 
Uh, I mean, I drafted Trevor Lawrence as a backup, honestly, for this reason. I didn't think it'd be this season, um, but I felt like, you know, he could be a quality, uh, you know, backup to come in and, and take over if needed for a bye week. So I'm going to need him for more than a bye week. I'll need him for three or four weeks. And I originally picked up Taylor Heineke, but I think Fitzpatrick's coming back week seven. So uh, not sure if I want to pick up a quarterback for one week. So I think I might have to roll with them. I mean, other than him, the quarterback waiver wire is a little bare. Um, I mean, if I make a trade, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kicking that around, but we'll see. I think it'll impact my team though. And uh, I think I, I just got to do a little win who you win action next few weeks. I like it. I like it. The only thing I'll add to this matchup is uh, I, you know, I'll have a come to Jesus moment here. Um, Austin Eckler is rubbing my face in dirt, picking it up, washing it off with bleach, rubbing it in face in my face in dirt again, and then making me take a picture with my mom because I was, I was not the biggest Austin Eckler fan coming in. Um, he is currently the running back two on the year behind a, just a ridiculous Derrick Henry. Um, he is just making me look bad, man. He's obviously the the man in Los Angeles, and behind that freaking offense, which is ridiculous, he is just taking souls. Um, so I think if you have a healthy Austin Eckler, a healthy Najee Harris, um, it's going to be hard for really anybody to take you down. So I'll, I'll give you that, Aaron. I'll give you that. I I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you that point, and it and it hurts. But uh, okay, so we'll we'll move on to the next matchup. Uh, again, Aaron taking care of business 185 to 123 against Don. He moves to four and one and Don falls to two and three. We'll go on to the next matchup. We had Clayton and the red rocket taking on Anthony and team uninspired youth. Anthony coming in at a surprising two and two. And um, this game went about as we expected for a change when it comes to Anthony, because he finally got over his fetish of losing to last place teams in the power rankings. Hey, good for good Congrats. for Anthony. Hey, like, hey, listen, you realize you have a good team. This is your third straight week of playing the last place team in the power rankings, and you finally get the win this week. And I think it's more so because Clayton performed like a last place in the power rankings squad. It wasn't pretty. And prior to Monday Night Football, I mean, this game was already a blowout, right? This game was ridiculous. But then Lamar Jackson just made this game just straight up embarrassing for Clayton. I mean, a 48-point bomb from Lamar Jackson against our beloved Indianapolis Colts. And I can't even talk about that very long without getting emotional. But uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson just blew up against the Colts, mainly in the second half, and made this game look a lot worse than what it was. And you combine that with a casual 130-yard, three-touchdown performance from Derrick Henry, I mean... You know, sky is blue, grass is green. Derrick Henry gets you 31 points. And C.D. Lamb uh, seems to have breath in his lungs again. Shout out to that uh, with a four-catch, 84 yards, one touchdown performance. And then while Anthony's starting lineup had a great performance, he can also point to his bench, right? He had, you know, a solid Dawson Knox, which might end up proving to be a fantastic pickup um, currently the, what is he? Is he tight in three, tight in three on the year? Yeesh. Three. Jesus Christ. And then we also had a miles Gaskin performance for the ages. He back 
maybe, back in our hearts. I don't know. He was hot in the preseason. But Anthony just with a really solid week. If I'm Anthony, had two really tough and strange losses last week. I'm hoping to kick those to the curb because obviously as these cross-divisional matchups start next week, and we'll touch more on that, he is going to need every firepower piece that he has when he's taking on the Kadoba division. So when you look at Clayton, I mean, listen, he he was already sent home last week following his loss to Hayden in the first winner-go-home game of the year. And, I mean, he, he freaking proved it this year, man. I mean, he didn't even bother showing up to the arena on this one. And it was pretty ugly. 79 points, by far the lowest point total of the year. And, I mean, you know, when Marquez Callaway is your highest scorer with 24 points, I mean, outside of that, nobody on his team, including Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, scored over 15 points. That's not going to get it done against anybody let alone a highest-quality team against Anthony, and when these cross-divisional matchups start, anybody, almost anybody, in the Kadoba division. So, um, And unfortunately, there's no real sign of relief coming from the bench anytime soon, I feel like. I feel like, you know, we've always said that Christian McCaffrey can save this team single-handedly, right? But I feel like it's at the point now where not even the almighty CMC in mm-hmm. his average 25, 30 points can bring this squad to even a competitive level, like... I'm sorry, Clayton. I'm going in on your team right now, but I, I I was saying it before the pod. But if you have anybody over the age of 25 on your roster, like it's it's obviously not going to happen for you this year, and you really need to think about you know blowing this team up because you still have a lot of good quality pieces, right? Keenan Allen, uh, you know, uh, Julio Jones, uh, 33, right? Christian McCaffrey, Zach Moss could be a good death piece for somebody. It's we 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 gotta we gotta start. We got to Vince Carter and it's over. Right, you got Vince right. Carter. Got to pull the plug, man. Got to pull the plug, and we're only saying that because we care about you, Clayton. Uh, seventy nine points <laughs> is not gonna get it done. Um, again, he's a stinker of the week with seventy nine. Anthony finishes one hundred and seventy points. That takes him up to three and two, and he gets out the funk of losing to the last place team in the power rankings. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> not a ton to add here. Uh, I think I'm just going to echo the sentiment that Chris is saying. Uh, if you're Clayton, I think it's starting to get to that teetering point in the season where it's like, okay, another loss or two, uh, that's going to really be tough to overcome. Um, I don't even think a loss or two, man, one and four, and you have four straight games against the Cadoba division coming up. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only saying that because, I mean, you know, if McCaffrey comes back next week and then maybe he can pull out a win there, you can try to piece it together still. But I still don't see that happening. I, I think the best move, if I'm Clayton, is I'm I'm shopping McCaffrey and I'm just seeing, hey, have to. what 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 picks can I get? What, you know, pieces can I match with those picks? And I'm planning for hopefully a run either, you know, next year or the year after. Because he's, you know, a premium for Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's he could easily get a couple firsts and then maybe a solid piece back, something like that. Yep. Yeah, not much to add, but along those lines, you know, we we'll talk about it. You know, we've we've been talking about it. Not a whole lot of teams with first round picks next year. A lot of tr- wheeling and dealing on the trade ring. So those any contenders left. You know, they're going to be sitting high and pretty, looking to get maybe move for McCaffrey. Whereas like. 
you know, he doesn't really help a Don with the three first round picks. Zach's now got two going for more, you know, you got to get to the right teams, but again, not a whole lot of teams with first round picks next year. Amen to that, Clayton. This is, this is your calling, man. We only say this because we care about you. So, okay. That end, uh, that matchup ended Anthony 170. Yeesh. To Clayton one, or not even one, 79. <laughs> Sticker of the Ooh. week. All right. We have one game left. You know what that means if you're familiar with the pod. We got the game of the week. Yes, we do. And in today's game of the week, we had Zach and cooking up more Taking on Stretch. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Super Camario. And, you know, going into this, guys, Monday Night Football, right? The game was over. Even Sleeper was like, you know what? (laughs) Even Sleeper. Minimal percentage chance. It's over. Done. See you next week. Not so fast, my friend. With Zach down 30-plus points and only having Mark Andrews and the Colts defense left heading into Monday night, it seemed like a long shot that Zach would even come close to challenging stretch. It took even until the fourth quarter of the game for Mark Andrews to absolutely explode for a 41 point performance. Absolutely bananas. (sighs) That has to be (laughs) The last couple of seasons, is that the top tight end performance? I don't think it, uh, Kelsey touched 40. Your boy Darren Waller about to last say, year. Didn't I Waller think, have 45. Like 50 or something? He got 45? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that must be the second. But, best. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely top. Um, But, I mean, wow. Uh, Yeah, Mark Andrews won people some weeks last week, and, you know, Zach was no exception. Stretch, you know, you're typically on the side of catching breaks, I feel like, ever since this league has started. But how does it feel to have this happen? Welcome to my world, buddy, a.k.a. <laughs> Tyreek Muffed Punt. Yeah. yeah. The Tyreek Muffed Punt Embrace world. It. Embrace it and let me know how it, how it feels because it doesn't feel good, does it? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um. So, yeah, looking at Stretch, though, Kamara, you know, he did his thing. He – you know, 29 points, you're going to take that every day of the week. But Kyler, not so much. And I've said this point before, and I think, you know, Chris and Tim, you guys would agree with me. The key to stretch winning is both of those guys have to go off. Each week, both of them have to show up and do what they do, which is 20 to 30, maybe even more per week. Otherwise, the formula just doesn't work for stretch. And, you know, albeit it was in dramatic fashion, that showed up in this matchup because he didn't have the point total from Kyler that could help him to keep that lead off from Zach. Um, And then, you know, after this exciting, awesome win that Zach gets to be able to get back to two and three, he's in the mix with things. Dalvin cook getting healthy. Zach decides to blow up his team. (laughs) I've got some thoughts about that, and I'll share them shortly in this week's trade ring. Chris, you can take it away after you guys give some thoughts on this. 
Amen, dog. I mean, you know, I mean, I love stretch, but it's that time. I mean, it's time for it's time for a celebration. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, stretch team just made sense this week. All right, we know he relies on the Kyler Murrays. He relies on the Alvin Kamaras. And when one of those guys don't perform, this is what happens. You score 136, which is fine. But when you're facing the better teams of the league, and great, Zach might have performed a little, overperformed a little bit. But uh, this is what happens. You you, you lose. And uh, I can't say that I'm super overly jubilant or anything, but, uh, you know, I'm feeling good. This song puts me in a good mood. Chris, what are, I mean, we talked about it earlier. What about staying humble, man? No, I'm just enjoy it. You know, anytime the stress loses, I know it's a big deal for you. So I got nothing else to add except for my trade with the uh, stretch in the offseason, Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that right now. Running back 35, Josh Jacobs versus 14, Joe Mixon. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. <laughs> There you go. All right. We will get into that trade that we keep mentioning here shortly, but a quick standings update. Again, uh, on that matchup, Zach wins 148 to 136, takes Zach to two and three, stretch falls to three and two. Um, But again, Zach's outlook at two and three is very different from when he won this week versus going into next week. A quick standings update. We'll get into it later, but week... Where are we going to? Two, six. Week six begins the cross-divisional matchup. So this is where things start getting juicy. But before that, if the season were to end today, we have Aaron dominantly on the top of Chipotle division at four and one. Uh, Anthony at three and two. Then you have Hayden and Don at two and three coming in at three and fourth. And Clayton at fifth at the only one and four team in the league at the bottom of the Chipotle division. And at the Cadoba division, I mentioned it in our text group, but this is how stupid the Cadoba division is right now. I lost. I lost this past week to a nuclear Steven reactor reaction. But I go to the top of the Cadoba division <laughs> at three and two based off of points four alone, which coming off of last season is pretty spectacular. But uh three and two. And we also have two other three and two teams in the Cadoba division, Stretch in second at points four, and Tim in third on points four at 684 points four. And then we have two two and three teams, Steven in fourth in Cadoba division at fourth, and Cooking Up More and Zach at fifth in the Cadoba division. If the playoffs were to start today, you would have Aaron and your boy, Chris, with the first round buys winning the divisions. And we'd have Stretch and Steven, or sorry, Stretch and Tim taking on each other in round one and Steven and Anthony in round one. And we'll probably get into it later, but we can probably see how some combination of these teams is probably going to make the playoffs. That is your standings. If the season were to end today, still anybody's ball game. But again, we'll get into it. I know you've been waiting for it. This monumental trade that happened this past week might change some things. Before we get into that, we're going to hit some power rankings. Let's dive into it. Week six power rankings. Let's do this. All is right in the world in this league. Why is that? We've got our top six and we've got our bottom four. And I don't see that changing the rest of the year. 
I'll speed through this so we can get into this trade ring and save some time. But bottom to top, as usual, 10th place, staying down at the bottom, the Red Rocket. Pouring out. It's happening. I don't think 79 points, man. 79 points. Ninth place, team Don Perignon, staying steady last week was ninth. Eighth place, again, not moving. Country Roads, take Mahomes. Hayden, staying down there at bottom three. Officially in the bottom four now for this year at seven, cooking up more. Mm. Zach, you know, we're so close. We're about to dive into that. Yep. Sixth place. So this is where you're looking top six, make the playoffs. Sixth place. We have same as last week, uh, Steven and Mount Passmore. Even after the big blow up, you know, we're just like, it's you know, vindication is validation that he deserves to be top six, but you know, we still want to see a little bit more consistency before he vaults any higher. Agreed. Fifth place down one spot team fair life. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm just kidding. (laughs) He lost. It's happened. You know, lost, down one I spot. Lost. I know, so. I know. And fourth place, down one spot, Super Camario and Stretch. Yeah, he loses, but he's still up there in terms of power rankings. But Chris, I think you might you might be able to overtake that fourth nah, spot. We'll see. Here. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then we have a two-way tie for second. And that is Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony staying in second place from last week. And then myself, the Mixon administration, we vault up three spots. Ooh. And it was a big win. And we're like I said, we're, we're about to dive into some other reasons why that might have happened. But tied second place, me and Anthony. And then in first place, same as last week, Aaron, let Russ cook. You're staying up there, my man. You're number one in the power rankings. That target's still on your back. I don't I don't think he did anything to change that. I mean, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, yeesh. Got to keep it rolling, man. Everybody's trailing me, I, but Tim made up some ground, so we'll get into that. There you go. All right. Any more thoughts on the power rankings? I mean, I feel it's pretty, pretty straightforward this week. I, I, I do have one point, Chris. What's up? So the only discrepancy I'm seeing is you put Tim fourth. So kind of wondering why that is. I did? Yeah. So I probably had, what, Anthony stretching you over him? Yes. Okay. I think that's because. Yeah, why stretch above me? <laughs> I think that's because, uh, you know, you're both three and two. Stretch does have the points for advantage over you by by, by a good margin, honestly. Um and this is me not necessarily taking into account the trade that we're going to about to jump into. I think okay. I think the trade is why I might have put you over me, to be honest. But um, like I think you guys are kind of kind of back to back right now. And uh, again, I think you have to put a little bit of the respect of the defending champion on stretch a little bit. Um, the first time you've ever said that. I, I, ew. Yeah. Oh, I feel so gross. Why'd you have to say that? You go that? brush your teeth. I know. This is kind of nasty. You know what? Let's, let's, uh, let's remedy that real quick. He did lose. He lost. Good news. But, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know. I, I guess points for, obviously it was close, but yeah, I put stretch there. That's my explanation. <laughs> Got it. 
All right. Okay. Enough with the BS. Let's do this. Let's see what everybody's literally been waiting for. Even the people I've been texting be like, can't wait to hear what you say about the trades this week. Yada, yada, yada. So let's get into the trademarked, the patented, copyrighted, this league trade ring. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This League Trade Ring. If you are new here, here are the rules. Two teams enter into the This League Trade Ring. We we analyze the trade. We go over it. On the countdown of three, your three hosts here will say who will win the trade. The majority wins. Only one person enters exits the trade ring victorious it's one of our favorite segments that we have on the show it's one of the favorite segments everybody looks forward to and this was a fantastic week to have the trade ring we only got two but we have two pretty signature trades to get in two. Oh, baby i'm excited and the first matchup that we have it was between Hayden and uh, what's his name? Country Roads Take Me Homes. Taking on Zach and cooking up more. Um, this might be a little bit of a prelude of what Zach was trying to do. I'll admit when this when this trade came over, I was a little confused. I even sent the Jim Halpert meme. But um, here's what it is. Hayden, who Mr. Mr. One Move Away, right? Mr. One Move Away Hayden receives Deontay Johnson the wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, while Zach receives a 2022 first-round pick. Hot dog, good for you, on a rebuilding team, which at this time we didn't know. But uh, Zach receives a 2022 first-round pick. And the all the hotness, the hotness this year, Cordero Patterson, the running back slash wide receiver slash all-you-can-ask-for guy from the Atlanta Falcons, currently the running back seven on the year. Um, so he's getting it done. So that is the trade. Hayden gets Deontay Johnson. Zach gets Cordero Patterson in a 2022 first round pick. Before we get into the analysis, as you know, I'm going to count us down from three. We're going to decide who wins this trade. And we go from there. Boys, are you ready? I guess so. You got to choose one, man. You got to choose one. I know. Yeah. No other context too, by the way. No other context. This is not, and this will go for the next trade too. I'll just get this out of the way. This is not a who wins now, who whose trade wins in the win now mode. This is, you know, dynasty. Like, for example, like whenever I traded for Zeke over the offseason, I gave away some picks. I get Zeke. We said Don won that trade because of a future of a future thing. While I got obviously the more win now piece, we said Don wins that trade. So this is definitely a dynasty outlook before we give our decisions. So you ready, boys? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. I'm gonna count us down. We're going to say the name. Three, two, one. Hayden. 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 Woo, baby. Shout out to Hayden. That is a TKO right there. I feel like I've been talking too long. Tim, you chose Hayden and why? I chose Hayden because he got the guy that's been there, done that, Deontay. Looks like he's gotten over his drops and put him in this week, and you know he goes for a fifty-yard touchdown on like the first drive of the play for the Steelers. Um, Zach with Cordero Patterson, I expect him to be flopped or flipped for some more picks, some more future prospects. You know, you don't want to keep a thirty-year-old 
guy in the middle of his best season of his life. Um, I, I'll just give it, I'm giving it to Hayden just for the simple fact of the player that's been there, done that. I'm giving it to Hayden as well. I, I even told Zach straight up, you guys know my fascination for Deontay Johnson. I would have given my soul for Deontay Johnson. And the fact that Hayden got him for Cordero Patterson in a first kind of pisses me off, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I, it pisses me off to the point where I think he won this trade fairly handedly. Deontay Johnson's the real deal. He's only 24 years old. Yes, Big Ben's going to retire, but you can't say that any other quarterback they go to opposed to Big Ben is going to be a huge downgrade as he currently stands in his career. So that's why I think Hayden wins this one. Yeah, it was actually tough for me uh, picking between them just because it was also hard to like not get the context of the other trade in, in mind. But when Zach first did this trade, especially when I thought he was still trying to contend, I was like, okay, this ca- kind of makes sense. Like, and hear me out on this because Cordell Patterson, for whatever reason, we have no idea why, but the Falcons utilize him in a multitude of ways and he gets fantasy points. And we may not think it's pretty or we may not think it's graceful, but he's going out there and getting 15, 20 points baseline. So for him to flip Deontay and get Cordero, which I think will get even points per game on average this season, if not better, I mean, he's proved it through five games. I don't know if anything's going to change at this point. Plus he gets a first. That's why I was thinking, okay, I could see Zach here. Um, but from strictly dynasty perspective, I think Deontay Johnson, so talented, uh, going to be a staple in the Pittsburgh offense for probably years to come. Wide receivers usually last longer. Cordell's 30. I think Hayden wins it from that perspective. But uh, initially when I saw it, you know, I still thought Zach was contending. So I was like, you know, makes sense for both teams. It'll be fun in the playoffs when these two guys go head to head and Zach is like just begging Hayden to kick his ass so that Hayden can win and give Zach that one one overall. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. All right. We all agree that Hayden and Deontay Johnson, such a valuable asset, so young, um, seems to be kind of quarterback proof. I feel like anybody that gets him is going to be targeting him just because of his talent. So you give away a one-year guy in Cordero Patterson and a first-round pick, which – the likelihood of that first-round pick turning into Deontay Johnson, as much as we love to love our rookies, is low. So I think we like that Hayden side of that trade. We all choose Hayden. Hayden walks out of the first round of the This League trade ring victorious. Oh, boy. It's, it's time to get into it, baby. Round two. The one that everybody's waiting on. Let's Let's just freaking get into this, baby. It rocked the league. I don't say that lightly. This 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 trade rocked the league. It was between Tim and the Mixon administration, Mr. Win Now, and Zach, who just gave away Deontay Johnson, who got a first-round pick. That might be a little preview of what we're getting into. But Zach and Cooking Up More was also part of this trade. It's a doozy, so stay with me here. Tim receives Chris Godwin, wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's not all. He also receives Aaron Jones. Yes, that's top 10 running back Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. And wait for it, a 2024. Granted, that's a time down the line. But hey, listen, a second round pick is a second round pick. 
2024 second round pick is what Tim receives. Surely, surely Zach received a haul for that, right? Depending on who you are, depending on your stance, we'll see. But Zach receives maybe the rookie running back to have outside of Najee Harris. Javante Williams, running back from the Denver Broncos. You got to think either later this year or this year. It's about to be Javante Williams season. He gets him. He gets Trey Sermon, the talented, maybe not fancied, but talented running back from the Ohio State University, running back from San Francisco 49ers. And he also receives a 2022 first round pick and a 2023 first, oh, no, second, second round pick. So as a first round pick, a second round pick, Javante and Trey Sermon for Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones, and a 2024 second round pick. Before we get into this, we have to give it the trade ring ceremony. I'm going to count us down from three, boys. We are going to decide who wins this trade, and then we talk about it. Are you boys ready? Oh, you know I've been waiting for this. Let's get into it. I'm going to count us down from three, two, one. Tim. Tim. All right. It's all Tim. It's all Tim. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I I kind of want Tim to go first to give his thoughts, his reasoning, why this t- why this trade happened, and then me and Aaron will kind of give an outside perspective of what we think of it. Because again, I don't say this lightly, but this trade is fucking big time for the league. Yeah, I was about to kick back with my beer and just let, let you guys uh, have it. So nope. uh, let us let us hear the this, mastermind behind this. This all happened last week. A couple of guys were dropping some players on the trade block, and then it seemed like everybody was dropping players on the trade block. Zach goes out and puts his big dogs out there. He puts you know Aaron Jones. He puts Chris Godwin. He puts Dalvin Cook. Like he's like clearly sending some signals that like hey, I might be out this year. I might be sitting this one out this championship chase. So I immediately text him, start feeling out who he likes on my squad, what he's looking for these guys. Um, I originally was shooting for Dalvin Cook. Chris Godwin and Alexander Madison and prices just got way too high, way too high. Even like I wasn't going to pay that wasn't worth the one chance like our championship run. So out there talks kind of died for a day or so. And he came, he comes back and says, well, how do you think about, how do you feel about Aaron Jones? I'm like, he's a year older, but he just got paid. He's got three years left on the deal, you know, for a championship run. He's not bad. Um, and so we, you know, the couple of back and forth, back and forth, see where we're going to stand. Um, and this, we really, I was really happy with where we landed. We talked about Javante Williams last week. You were, you had, you know, reached out to me. I think the text was maybe for some wide receiver depth pieces. I think Aaron reached out maybe for, you know, a depth piece and maybe a pick. And this is why I hung on to Javante Williams. He's got the value that he's going to be. I'm, I'm very sad to say that he never cracked my lineup. Like I'm sad that I won't get to see him play for the Mixon administration. I really am. I do think he's going to be a top running back for years to come. You're making me emotional, um, man. I know. I had to pour one out away. For him. I was very, very sad. Um, but that being said, I've said it before on the podcast. I've said it to the guys 
when you got a chance to go for a championship, you do it. You, you do it. You know, the it's you know, hundred bucks on the line per person, you know, thousand bucks for this league's champion. If you got a chance to go for it, get your name on the trophy, you got to do it. And I saw this fire sale happening. And the other reason I'm immediately involved is I don't want these players going on my rivals teams. I, they're better suited up for me than they are for anybody else. And we're going to play a little keep away. Trey Sermon, currently an afterthought. You know, Zach's playing the long game, hoping that Elijah uh, Mitchell, yeah, the other running back, kind of fades away and Trey becomes the running back. No guarantee. 2022 first-round pick. Happy to give a pick for players in a championship run. Um, <clears throat> and then the second for a second, you know, I, I said it a couple weeks ago. 2024 is my reset year if I haven't won a championship by then. So I'm stocking up on 24 picks. Um, happy to answer any questions, but I'll throw it over to you guys. <laughs> happy to answer any questions. Um, I'll go first. Um, Tim, as your friend, you you won, you won this trade a thousand percent. Like I, the fact that you got Chris Godwin and Aaron Jones and yes, Javante Williams is, is, is a stud, but he's unproven. I mean, He's going to be a guy you would hope. Like, he's almost as sure bet as you can get. But at the end of the day, right. he still hasn't shown it yet. He still can't he still can't be a bell cow. Trey Sermon's talented, but in that San Francisco backfield, good luck. So the back that you got, Chris Godwin and Aaron Jones, both Aaron Jones, undoubtedly a top 10 out of his position. Chris Godwin, probably top 20 out of his position. The, mm. fact, the fact that you got that only giving away a first-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick – you obviously won that trade. I will say, as your friend, I really hope you're not done trading because I think there is such a thing as being too wealthy. And all you have to do now is look at your lineup, right? So DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf are currently in your running back in, in, in flex territories. And yes, depth is good. We all know that running back depth, depth in general is stupid until it's not, right? But there's a difference between depth and then <clears throat> having guys on your bench that will start on almost any other roster that just has to be trade bait, has to be something that you can turn into a top five guy at running back, wide receiver, something that can really kind of take your team to the next level because as it stands... Chase Edmonds will get into, I would say, 7 out of 10 rosters in this league. Antonio Gibson gets into 9 out of 10 rosters. Um, Chris Godwin probably gets into 9 out of 10 rosters. That's not Tim's team. The fact that you're going to have likely, maybe when bye weeks start, this will change. But the fact that you're likely going to have three of those guys, even Miles Sanders, I mean, is solid. It's a big name that can get you some, you know, some some traffic. Um I think there is such a thing as having too many assets that ends up being like you could it, – it's going to be frustrating having to bench one of those guys. And like the likelihood that that benched guy blows up is high because of the high quality of these players. Again, it's not a bad thing that you have these people, but I would try and, and, and package these guys into a Christian McCaffrey, a, you know, a, a Nick Chubb, a, you know, these these – high quality guys that can really kind of put your team over the top because as your team stands it is 
ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. But there's your starting lineup as it is now, if an Aaron were to come up against you, if an Anthony were to come up against you, if a me were to come up against you, I would still say it's going to be a competition, right? I think you have the assets to make those trades to be like, Tim's going to fucking win every week. It's, this is unfair. But the fact that you have these guys on your bench that are not going to contribute to your starting lineup each week is kind of where I have an issue with this. You won the trade, again, if we're going to be focusing on that. But I feel like there is such a thing as being too wealthy and too many valuable assets that are not going to be contributing to your team week after week. Yeah, no doubt that it's going to be tough benching some of these guys. But all I hear is a little bit of jealousy and, you know, just trying to damp, dampen the mood for me. I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll take these guys on my bench over starting in Steven's lineup in the playoffs. I don't want to have to face these guys. Like, there's a reason I, I'm picking them up, you know. So let me, I'll, I'll give it a little bit more insight here. So, DK Metcalf, Aaron, or, or uh, Russell Wilson just goes down. Geno Smith, we haven't really seen what that's going to look like. So DK is on my on my fence. Gibson's got the the shin fracture. He's still dealing with that. You know, there's no guarantee he finishes the season. Hopkins isn't looking a hundred percent like himself. He's wide receiver 16 on the year, um, but he's just not quite his dominant self. So going out, it was it was. I really wanted a receiver and I really wanted a running back. And I didn't have to give up any starting pieces for them. Um, Which is also so, yes, ridiculous be, when it comes to Zach. Come on, man. It'll be tough. <laughs> it'll be tough benching one of these guys. But, um, you know, if I'm always open to wheeling and dealing. So if anyone's hearing this and is, yeah, Chris, you're right. He should totally trade. I mean, send me some offers. But for now, I think I'll sit for a little bit and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I'm in agreement you know, that you absolutely won this trade. I think there's no question about that. Um, Aaron Jones, always been a big fan of him. He has the potential to go off for 40 points and be a matchup winner uh, any given week. And we've seen that from him. He's proven. Chris Godwin, I I consider him a safety blanket piece. So uh, you can very easily fill him into your lineup. Um, I think for, for me, and, uh, again, this is just, just kind of my, my rationale, my, the way I think it would make me a little uneasy to not have a draft pick until 2024. Um, just because, you know, God forbid something terrible happens to one of my guys where maybe there's a a season ending injury or a career ending injury. And then you got to kind of have to rethink things. And then maybe it's like, oh man, I wish I had at least one pick uh held back because i mean correct me if i'm wrong but I, I think you don't have like any picks in any rounds until 2024 I have, I have two two second round picks in next year's draft okay okay none in the 2023 draft though correct yeah and you know second round picks they could hit they could not but 2022 is not necessarily a great class for second round picks i would say um personal opinion that could be wrong you know as it plays out. But um, I think that's really the only other comment that I would have, Um, you know, and looking at Zach on the other end of it, um, man, I, I'm going to go back to his first trade, right? I felt like that was a trade to be more competitive 
Uh, he got that 2022 pick. Absolutely. I thought I thought that was kind of a nice little byproduct of getting Cordero, which is an upgrade this season to Deontay. Yep. I just don't I don't understand why he gave up. Um, you're two and three. Uh, you have Dalvin Cook coming back. Aaron Jones would still be in the lineup. Chris Godwin, great safety blanket. Tyler Lockett's, you know, still there. Um, Russell Wilson, it's not like he's out the whole season. So, you know, he can explode for points. Um, yeah, I, you know, and, and then Cordell Patterson, obviously the, the addition for him, I felt like he had decent firepower. You got Matthew Stafford still. I, I felt like you could compete with that and, uh, to just kind of mail it in at, at that point. Um, I just, yeah, I, I wonder there, uh, I really do. Cause I think he had a team to compete this year if he was just maybe a little more patient, um, but now, I mean, he's got to <clears throat> focus on on the future because he obviously went all in by trading two of his key pieces. So it'll be interesting to see how his team plays it out. I mean, Matthew Stafford is older. Uh, Cordero Patterson is obviously older. And Dalvin Cook isn't getting any younger either. So he's got Javante. Uh, I mean, Trey Sermon, I mean, he's looked not great. <laughs> um, I think that's the worst part of the trade is I find no value in Trey. Uh, from what we've seen and just being in the San Francisco backfield is really frustrating. Um, he's very focused on the 2022 draft, much like Don is. So all the best to him. Currently uh, with three 2022 first round picks. Zach has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he can get some pieces that'll pop for him. But uh, I think with this trade, he goes from not, you know, being able to compete this year to, I don't know if he can compete until 2023, honestly. No. I agree. If, if there's one thing I can give the both of you is you both, I mean, <laughs> did what you were trying to do, right? Tim went yeah. balls to the wall, doesn't have a quote-unquote quote unquote meaningful pick, I guess, until 2024. Um, and Zach has oh, – him and him and Don, I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I kind of want to see what the first round of 2022 looks like because I feel like it's just going to be the Zach and Don show, which – that's what you want for a rebuilding team. Shout out Clayton. Maybe want to join that, but uh, <laughs> that that might be what you want. So I I, I think to, to wrap up this trade, we all agree that Tim won it on a dynasty perspective, on a win now perspective. Tim won it. I don't think we all agree. We don't think that he gave up enough to get the quality of players that he received back. I think we all agree that Tim won that trade. Um, but. It's almost like an, an embarrassment of riches right now for Tim um, that, yeah, he says he's playing keep away, which, 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 is, which is a good point. Um, but uh, you think you could kind of maybe bolster up that starting solid, like these guys are not going to leave my lineup type shit that you have with, you know, the, the, the Aaron Jones and the you know, DeAndre Hopkins of the world. So, uh any, anything, any other thoughts on that before we move on? It was a big trade. I think we can honestly say that this was a monumental trade that, that rocked the league, man. Uh, yeah, nothing to add, really, other than I think rest of season, Tim's top three, no questions asked. Easy. I mean, Easy. I mean top going two it. even. Top We're going two for even, it, man. So. Year two championships on the table. Somebody's got to take it. Yes, sir. Easy, easy. You know what they say. If you're not at the table, you're on it, right? Got to go get it. Got to go get it. All right, that was your trade 
ring. In the first round, we had Hayden taking the round over Zach. And then the second round, Zach just goes over two, man. Tim takes Zach to the house in the This League trade ring. Congrats to the winners. Buckle up. This is going to be a long pod, but we had some juicy stuff. Let's get into this week six preview. All right, we mentioned it before, but by golly, these next four weeks is going to be the real litmus test on how maybe how powerful is the Cadoba division versus the Chipotle division. Yes, these next four weeks provide cross-divisional matchups. That's right. That means each Chipotle member or each Cadoba member, the next four weeks is going to play each other Cadoba or Chipotle member for the only time in the season. So if the Cadoba division is really as good as we think we are, this is your time to make up some ground on that all-powerful Cadoba division. Week six also begins the start of the dreaded <gasps> bye weeks. It's oh, here. nobody likes that. The bye weeks are here. Week six starts the bye weeks. We have the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints, and the San Francisco 49ers all on bye <gasps> this week. How will that impact squads? We're going to get into all of that good stuff, and it's going to be juicy. We're going to start with the first matchup of the week, the first cross-divisional matchup. We have Chris, your boy, Team Fairlife, repping the Cadoba division at 3-2, and two, taking on Hayden. And Country Roads take Mahomes, repping the Chipotle division at 2-3. and three. We need to make a award. Something like, you know, what do they have like in the, in the college basketball realm, whenever it's like division versus divisions and who wins more? Oh, yeah, so, like the uh, oh. end of season award, like mental it's note like the, here, in, end of season for which uh, division actually wins more. It should be Cuba, with no doubt. They but, call it in, they, they, they call it in college basketball, like the, like the Big 12 versus ACC kind of thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they're, Aaron, they're you're, cross- the, you're the college basketball <clears throat> guy here. Help us out. It's like the Big 12 ACC challenge or Big 10 ACC challenge. Yeah, the challenge. Um, yeah. yeah. The Cadoba Chipotle challenge. Yeah. Let's go. Ooh, Let's happening. go, Cadoba, baby. I'm rooting so, for you yeah. guys. Game one. Game one. Let's we go. have Chris and Hayden. Sleepers currently got Chris with a 63% shot to get Qdoba division out ahead. And Hayden is fighting for 500. He's two and three currently. Uh, and I'm going to just go out on a limb and say currently playing with no running backs on his roster that I like. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell <laughs> that is I like. starting running back. Chris Carson is in there with the neck injury against a gross matchup Pittsburgh's defense. Um, you know, you're, you're hoping for a Cooper Cup explosion and a Patrick Mahomes explosion. It's It's got to happen for Hayden. Uh, watch that. Again, not a fan of this mentality and strategy but the double team receiver he got Deontay Yeesh. Johnson and Chase Claypool in that flex spot and so Juju's out like I said earlier so the targets are going to be there but you know we still don't know that we trust Big Ben the rest of the year we got to see what's going to happen there so Chris you should take this home easily let's get us Qdoba's off on a hot foot I've got eyes on the stallion himself against a poor Tennessee defense <laughs> in secondary uh, we're looking for a DJ Moore bounce back game. The Panthers had a down week last week. We're looking for um, just just a bounce back overall for them. And 
I'll 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 give you know I'll give him a couple seconds of uh, starlight here. Bobby Woods. Bobby. 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 Is good. Is he good still? We'll find out this week. Um, Giants secondary is better than the Seahawks secondary. He didn't count what he did last week. The Seahawks, I like, like legitimately, the three of us could be playing defense for the Seahawks, and it might be an upgrade. Like they are that bad. Um, just, just awful. So, and then Aaron, like you said earlier, Hawkinson, we got to see if he can get back on track since he's been tough against tight ends this year. Um, so I don't know that it'll happen, but. I don't know that I have much else to call out. How's it feel having Pittman slotted in that flex spot? How's that feel? It feels good. It feels good. In fact, that like, he mossed like that right dude. Play. He fucking mossed oh. that guy. Yeah, give him oh, a second here. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> give him a second. Give him a second to talk about it. Uh, that play was hot. Uh, when I was at my house, I literally yelled at a wall for like 20 seconds, just screaming his name into the ether. It was great. Um, but no, it, it, real talk, I... I, I thank the football gods that I am playing Hayden this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you got Saquon out, David Montgomery out, Calvin Ridley on by. I'm like, Jesus Christ, my team is looking terrible. Devontae Booker's getting a spot start. <laughs> um, let's hope uh again. Thankfully I'm playing Hayden. If and I feel like if from Hayden's perspective, if he wants to play me any week, this is the week. I'm certainly not at full strength, but I'm hoping with the matchups that I have and the spot starts that I'm getting, I should be able to take down Hayden this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing me, by the way. Oh, yeah, I've got Chris as well in this matchup. Yeah, I got Chris too. I'll be short and sweet here. I think, uh, yeah, Hayden just does not have the horses to keep up, uh, unfortunately, right? I mean, Tim already mentioned it with Chris Carson being injured. He's got some other... Uh, factors at play that this is going to make it tough, I think, for him to win this week. So I'm taking Chris. Sure. All right. That is three picks for your boy. Team Fair Life taking on Hayden, the first matchup of the Chipotle versus Cadoba Divisions. We move into the second matchup of the week. We have the newly tanking Zach <laughs> and cooking up more, <laughs> taking on. We don't know what he's doing, but Clayton and the Red Rocket. Uh, this matchup isn't isn't gonna grab the headlines. I mean, it's it's fine. If if Zach was still competitive, this could be a good get right game for him. But um, he's really thrown in the towel, and I think you have to look no further than the sleeper projections to show that Zach has thrown in the towel. As Clayton currently has a seventy four percent chance of victory, according to these sleeper projections. That might be the highest Clayton's had ever. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, sleeper likes Clayton. And um, I don't like Clayton. I think I chose Zach to win this game, didn't I? I did, yeah. I don't really like Clayton this week. (laughs) I'm choosing Zach despite his recent recent struggles. Um, This might be a tank alert game. Thankfully, in this league, the way we have it is once you get to the loser's bracket, the winner of the loser's bracket gets the first pick. So tanking to get into the loser's bracket is good, I guess. It's something you can do. But once the time comes, you definitely want to try to win. But I don't think either of these teams have to worry about not making the loser's bracket because all you have to do is look at our current matchups. You have the star power. Don't get me wrong. If Christian McCaffrey comes back, you have a fantastic Dalvin Cook versus Christian McCaffrey matchup. Um, but outside of that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. 
Um, I mean, quite frankly, the bye week, let's be honest, the bye week is really taking away from us the matchup that we all want to see. Yes, of course, I'm talking about the matchup of the Atlanta backfield, Cordero Patterson for Zach on a bye week, Mike Davis for Clayton on a bye week. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic, but I'm trying to take any storyline I can from this matchup to try to hype it up at all. This is going to be ugly. This is going to be bad. And I'm choosing Clayton because Christian McCaffrey is a god. We all know that. But he has a Julio Jones, a Keenan Allen, a Cole Beasley that can, you know, put up decent numbers. Meanwhile, you got Zach, who's probably going to get a five-pointer from Tyler Lockett. Javante Williams, I feel like we're going to be saying this week in and week out, but he's not the guy yet, so you can't expect a big performance from him. And Dalvin Cook's been limping around everywhere. So is he going to get a good thing? I don't know. And then you also got... Hunter Renfro, I mean, you got, I guess the Cole Beasley-Hunter Renfro matchup can be interesting. I don't know. I'm going to start, I'm going to stop talking about this right now. I'm taking Clayton. I know I just said I'm taking Zach. I don't know why I said that. I'm taking Clayton. Change that on the, change that on the expel sheet. I'm taking Clayton. I got you. Already already changed. Already changed. Thanks, boss. Uh, I'm going to take Zach here, and that's because for one reason only, I don't believe McCaffrey's going to play this week. It's already saying that he's a game-time decision, and when you're saying that on Wednesday, when you still have three more practice days ahead of you, it's not really a good sign. Um, so if I'm I'm looking at it in, through the eyes of no McCaffrey, um, and I think as long as Cook, whether it's Cook or Madison, Zach's got you know the the guys there. I think it's just going to be like you said, it's going to be an ugly one. You know, we could have our first two digit versus two digit game this Bleh. week. So I just yeah, we'll, we'll see. We've got about 24 hours, I believe, if my calculations are right. That Either of these guys could be out. Some of these players come Sunday. Trades take a couple days to process, but if anyone makes a trade tomorrow for Cook, for McCaffrey, you know, this, this again, could take on a whole new level of ugly. Yeah. Uh, really, I think, Zach, the rest of the season, outside of playing, like, yeah, Clayton, Don, Hayden, going to kind of be a automatic win uh, most weeks. Unless, you know, Javante Williams really catches steam at the end of the year. Um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of crazy how one trade can really just change the trajectory of a team. So, uh, yeah, I think Zach gets the win this week. I picked him to get the win, but it'll be an ugly win. Uh, and I think I'm also in agreement with Tim there that Christian McCaffrey being out will be a big factor. I'm staying sexy, dude. Even if even McCaffrey's out, I'm taking Clayton, dude. Let's fucking do this, dude. Let's get it. Let's get her done. Let's get her done. All right. Thank God we're moving off that matchup. And we go on to the next one. We have Steven and Mount Passmore, the rolling fireball of 190 points coming straight towards Don and Don Perignon. Steven at two and three. Don also at two and three, but feels like two teams heading in the opposite direction. Yeah, so Steven this week has a 72% chance of winning according to Sleeper against Don, which I think is pretty accurate just given the potential people in his lineup. And I say potential due to the fact that Mike Williams and Nick Chubb, they both missed practice today entirely. So that is something definitely to monitor uh, for the rest of the week. I think when you look at Steven's team, Dalton Schultz is going to be a huge X factor for him. Is the hype real? Is he a tight end one consistently. 
Um, I'm not as sure I'm convinced. So I think this is kind of a prove it week for Dalton Schultz. Uh, the Bucks need to dominate. So that's on Thursday night as well. So tomorrow night against the Eagles, a slow start there, I think really puts Steven in a world of hurt, right? Because uh, he's starting both uh, Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady. Uh, and when you look at Don, uh, low-key, a lot of excellent matchups on his side. Amen. I mean, yeah. And, I, I mean, you just look up and down the board here. You've got uh, Tyler Higby against the Giants. Um, I know their secondary is not terrible, but pretty good matchup, all things considered. Jonathan Taylor, we know what he does against Houston. He's going to eat. Aaron Rodgers always eats the Bears. Um, and Brandon Cooks against the Colts. I mean, you just saw what Lamar Jackson's passing game did to our defense. So, uh, And then Marquise Brown. I think that's going to be a shootout, Baltimore and the Chargers. So that is wide receiver six, Marquise <clears throat> Brown. To you, oh my God, crazy year two early for you, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, all things considered, there just based off the matchups, I know it's going to be a bit of a bit of a surprise here, but I think I'm going to go with Don because uh, I think Don's roster's for the most part healthy. And if Steven has some guys banged up, I think Don can do just enough to pull off the upset. Not saying by much, but I think it's possible. Like Michael Jackson says, my friend, you are not alone because I am also taking Don. And this really kind of comes to the whole point that I just can't fully commit my heart to a consistent running back two, running back one, Leonard Fournette. I just can't do it. All of the evidence is pointing to that it's going to happen. He's the guy in Tampa, high-powered offense. He's getting all the carries. But that's when Bruce Arians just comes in and says, huh, you thought, how about freaking Gio Bernard for eight carries and Ronald Jones being the lead guy? I just, I can't, my heart can't commit to Leonard Fournette being that guy. So when you have that hole in there, um, A.J. Brown certainly wasn't impressive last week. I think the the matchups that Don Perrin Don Perignon has and Don is just too juicy to match up to, to pass up, man. I'm also going for the upset. And I feel like we usually pick upsets to try and, you know, get a leg up on the pickums. But uh I just that's what my heart's telling me, man. Going with my light skin, I'm going with Don. And I'm not gonna overthink it. I'm taking Steven. <laughs> Don't overthink it, guys. It's that simple. All right, Tim bringing us back down to earth there. You have two picks for Don. Maybe pulling up the upset this week, and you have Tim being the adult in the room, taking Steven as Sleeper also agrees taking Steven. We move on to the next week, which I think is the co-game of the week. We have two massive-ass games this week. This one could easily be the game, the matchup to watch this week, but... There might be another one that might slightly overtake it. And yes, this week I'm talking about Stretch and Team Super Camario taking on Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony. And you know what that means. We have a civil war on the docket. Two roommates, only one victor. Only one of them can sleep inside after week six. So that's, right. that's how it's got to be. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, dang, how is this not matchup of the week? You know, this is a rematch of the championship game last year. 
Um, we'll get to how it's not, like you said. So Sleeper has currently given Anthony an 83% chance of victory. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Sheesh. As Stretch has to hope that baby Kyler Murray's right shoulder is not that badly banged up. But, I mean, last year, once the shoulder went, the running went, and that just kind of tanks his ceiling. Like, he's still got a high floor. But, you know, I think he'd be lying if he said he wasn't worried about Kyler's uh, shoulder. We got to see how that plays out this week. Um, Anthony, you know, rightfully so. I think, you know, he's not trusting the Gaskin breakout. He's still sitting him on the bench. You want to see that happen a little bit more. Um, And I think... I'm I'm taking Anthony in this matchup. Uh, he's got a couple ones to watch. You know, C.D. Lamb against or at New England is currently looking like it might be a rainy, rainy day, and that could definitely hurt the uh, Dallas passing attack. Um, Jefferson and Thielen both questionable, but lo- both are going to play. Um, Devontae Smith cracks the lineup against Tampa Bay. They have no corners remaining. Richard Sherman's basically it. I think they put a corner on IR every hour or every day just to kind of like make it a thing. That's just the 49ers. Um, yeah. So it's the same, same with them. Um, on Stretch's side, those flex spots, man. I think this is, you know, we start off season. We said it. It's a thing with Stretch. This flex is ugly. Marvin Jones, I get it in theory. I do, I do, but he had a hot week one, a good week two, and then nothing. He's completely disappeared. He had one catch last week, and I think he had one, maybe two against the Bengals two weeks ago. Flex one, flex two. Okay, hot young. You know, speaking of Kadarius Tony, um, he's the, looking hot, man. He's kind of the sucker new, puncher. He's kind of the himself. new hotness. Yeah. So that, I mean, that flex spot could be okay, but it's just not one that I'm going to bank on in what I'm calling my pickums. Um, I'm going to take the known commodities that Anthony's got. And for entertainment purposes, I, you can look forward in this one might come down to tractor Cito and Derek Henry on Monday night football. Everybody else will be done playing by then. So we might have a little drama. We'll see. I don't know what it is with stretch uh, channeling, like channeling music from my soul um but i feel like this song very accurately reflects stretch this week bye bye that's right alva camara see you later on by debo samuel bye 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 on by this week not gonna lie um that that just gives anthony the golden opportunity that's kind of what separated for me that's all i got to say when you're facing a steven team or steven a stretch team without alvin Kamara and a wide receiver five devo samuel with already the holes that we've pointed in stretches lineup beforehand anthony has no excuse to lose this week i am taking anthony easily to bring down stretch and we celebrate again next week i I'm also taking Anthony this week for the reason that Alvin Kamara is on by. And if you automatically take out the dynamic duo that is Kamara and Kyler Murray, well, Stretch's team has a way different outlook, as you can see with his 127 projection. Um, the flex is also, like Tim mentioned, 
not great. Uh, Kadarius Tony, very exciting, uh, especially we did last week. Hopefully, he doesn't punch another player in the helmet. That never makes sense anyway. Uh, so we'll see if he can avoid that. But I kind of want to focus on Anthony here because I don't think he has his best lineup in right now. Um, you got Adam Thielen in the flex. I get it, but for consistently, you know, consistent weeks on end, he's his targets have gone down, his points have followed suit. Do you throw Dawson Knox in the flex? I mean, he is the tight end three. So I don't know. I mean, maybe an idea there, or maybe you go a different route, but don't know if I like feeling in the flex, but I think this, regardless of that decision, you take that out. I, I still think Anthony just says too much firepower for a stretch to overcome. And uh, I think he wins. Yeah. I don't think you can throw a tight end in the flex, but I, I, I keep an eye on that spot. If, if McCaffrey's out, like we were talking earlier, Chuba might make it or, you know, Gaskin did have going. the hot That's show in last going. week. So, you got to throw yeah. Chuba in there yeah. if McCaffrey's out, in my opinion. All right. Well, um, <laughs> despite us saying that Kadoba, the Kadoba division is just going to wreck the Chipotle division. Um, you had two for Don last matchup. You got uh, all three for Anthony this matchup. So maybe this week they'll get lucky. But we have the headline matchup. I am so excited to be covering this game. That's right. We got the two, <laughs> the two freaking podcast hosts on here you know what that means the game of the week and this matchup ladies and gentlemen is just oozing just nasty just oozing with storylines that's right i'm talking about tim and the mixon administration from the Cadoba division taking on aaron and mr chipotle division the rep that you want to beat from the chipotle Chipotle division and let Russ cook sleeper currently has Aaron at a 56% chance of victory. And this one, oh man. And Tim even told me outside of this podcast, he made this trade that we just went over in part because of this game. He knew that Aaron can put up 180 points just off the cuff. If he feels like it, right? So Aaron, so mm-hmm. Tim said, I have to get, the tools, the things to win this matchup. Because while if either team loses this game, it's certainly not panic time, right? Tim would go to three and three. Aaron would go to four and two if he loses this game. That's not panic time for anything. But I think deep down, both of these guys, whether it be bragging rights on the podcast next week or just maybe maybe establishing themselves as the top team in this league, there is so much stuff riding on this game this week that makes it the undeniable matchup to watch. Um, again, Sleeper recognizes it with Aaron with a 72. Or wait, what am I saying? Frankie, you guys must have adjusted your you guys must have adjusted your rosters because of this. Um I I one thing I really want to point out in this matchup is Zach Ertz currently in the lineup for Aaron. Um Kyle Pitts on by. Uh, Goddard out. I think Zach Ertz is going to freaking pop off this week. I put a bid in him for him on the on the waivers just because like I'd probably start him over freaking TJ Hawkinson this week. Um, but I'm loving what Zach Ertz is looking like this week. And but here's here here's the look, and here's why I'm taking Tim this week. The Trevor Lawrence era begins for Aaron 
this week against Miami. That's a pretty good matchup, you would think. But when you have such a high-powered matchup that these two squads are going to have, you need every single asset that you can have. And you have Trevor Lawrence, at quarterback. I'm not super confident in that. And then, yes, Kareem Hunt, currently the RB6 on the year. How could you possibly, you know, fight against that? What I would say to that, through week, through five weeks, here's Kareem Hunt's snap percentage. 47, 38, 41, 53, 44. The percentages of snaps he is playing. Yes, he is the RB6, but simple logic tells you if you are not even playing half of your team's snaps, that has to come down eventually. I don't care who you are and who you're, how, how your efficiency is. That has to come down eventually, and you're playing what is surprisingly a good Arizona defense this year. Um, I think that might kind of come down to earth this year. And Kareem Hunt, yes, he might still put up, you know, 15, 20. But again, you're playing Tim in this freaking wealth of assets that he has now. You need to bring your best every week. And when you also put T. Higgins in there, currently the wide receiver 61, granted he, you know, missed two games, but wide receiver 61 is not exactly something you want to be putting out against Tim. Uh, I think there might be a little too many holes, not even necessarily holes, maybe more like dents in Aaron's lineup when you just come against a high-powered Tim, when your flex is freaking DK Metcalf and Aaron Jones, I mean, come on, man. Tim really has no excuse to lose this game, and for that matter, he has really no excuse to lose any game the rest of this year. I am saying that with the stupid depth that you have. Um, I'm picking Tim to win this one. This is a going to be a crazy matchup. Um, I can see easily both teams going over 170, but I'm, I'm taking Tim. I think he's going to kind of flex his muscles, flex his new depth that he has and, and kind of show the league that, you know, there's a new number one in town. Uh, I'm going to pick Tim as well. Uh, I'd love to see my full strength lineup out there and have Russell Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Pitts in there instead of Ertz. But I think Ertz is a decent substitute as a spot start. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's got to step up for me. I mean, point blank. I know Dak's going to perform regardless of who he's playing against. So I think it'll be a good test for me. Uh, Just really see if my core of Eckler, Najee, Devontae, and Tyreek, if they can keep me in a game with – a big dog such as Tim, because if, you know, Swift doesn't go off, Jamar Chase certainly will. And if Nuke doesn't go off, then uh, DK Metcalf certainly will. So he's just got a lot of consistency in his lineup. And I think the flexes are huge for me. Yeah. You know, Kareem Hunt, I, I think it's a good point on the snap percentage, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Amen. Uh, so six. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but they obviously are getting him the ball in, in certain situations. And it's weird that they, they put him in at the goal line as well. Uh, Chubb gets uh, substituted out and he gets the touchdowns uh, a good amount of the time. So like to see that. And then, you know, T Higgins, I think, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, Jamar chase versus T Higgins, T Higgins is more the underneath guy safety blanket type deal. He can do some down the field stuff, but really Jamar Chase, that's where his show is at. So we'll see how game script is there. But 
you know, I think I'll stay in it. I, I do think I will. I think I've got horses to stay in the race, but I think Tim will eventually pull away maybe like, you know, 15, 20 point win. Yeah, I, I am taking myself as well. I almost switched when I saw that Dak is going to be playing in some rain potentially in New England, but I don't know that that's going to affect me enough. Um, I'm I'm picking myself based on the matchups. You got Trevor Lawrence in London, London. Those games usually are duds, not much going on. Last week was kind of fun, but like historically speaking, uh, rookie quarterback in London against Miami's defense isn't you know awful. You know Xavier Howard, he's going to shut down Chanel and some top options. So like that's a tough one. Eckler, Baltimore's defense isn't what they used to be, um, so he's going to pop off a little bit. And then I'm banking on Pittsburgh just slinging it against Seattle's awful defense. Like, I'm, I almost couldn't even say any words on how bad their defense is. And then I'm uh, really rooting hard for Jalen Johnson, the corner to shadow Devontae Adams a little bit. So he's, you know, we've said it a million times. Aaron's teams, you know, the guys, he's got guys right there. That's four in a row. That's not even mentioning Tyreek Hill, who should hit 20 every week. So, like, this is going to be a high-scoring shootout that, you know, making some moves so I can maybe uh, get up there and not have like my week two duds anymore where I had 89 points or whatever that was. So we're shooting for the moon. We're going for it, baby. There you go. I really got to start adjusting my my expectations with Austin Eckler, man. He's one of those guys where I just see his name and it's like, okay, he's, you know, RB2. He's going to be fine. He's freaking RB. He is the RB2 right now. So that's something I got to freaking adjust my thing to. But all right, so we have three for Tim on this one. Is that what we're doing? Or sorry. Yeah, three for 10. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That, yeah, you got to watch this one, man. You got to watch this one. This, yeah, this is, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, that's a long one, man. It's a good one. All right. Um, listen, if you are listening to this and you, you reach this part of the podcast, if you just send an elephant emoji to the This League group chat, I will Venmo you $3. You can go get you a nice cup of coffee. That's what's going to happen. Send an elephant emoji to the chat, and I will do that. So, Or, hey, if you are an outside listener and you email us at thisleague2020pod, um, hey, I'll, I'll Venmo you 3 bucks too. I don't give a crap. So we'll see. But um, as always, super excited about that, po- super excited about that website. That's going to come up here soon. Literally, you can get on that and keep track on Sundays, how the matchups are going, learn about your favorite managers, your favorite owners, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be awesome. Again, hope to have that up by playoff time. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at this league underscore pod. Don't forget to comment on these uh, on these podcasts. It helps us a lot. Uh, share us with your friends. Rate us the highest ratings you can. And as always, just uh, just just obliterate that like button. Just bulldoze uh, it. Just smash it. Obliterate. Uh, flatten. Flatten it. Crush it. Squelch. Squelch it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just go ahead. Click it. That's all you got to do. You could just click it. it. You could just click it. All right. And uh, I think that's it. Am I forgetting anything? Good night. What a freaking episode, dude. Jesus. It is. 12:35 a.m. But God, there was a lot of good conversation on this episode, man. 
Tim, congrats to you, man, on that freaking ridiculous trade that you just did. Congrats to you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, I am Chris, owner of Team Fair Life. I'm peacing out. Deuces. Everybody have a good one. Let's go week six, baby. Peace. Go on. Get There's no background music today. It is background noise today. It is fantastic. Great day to be at this league pod. All right, let's do this.